Hey everybody and welcome to Growth Week. This is a week-long conversation that is aimed at helping you grow in all aspects of your life. My name is Justin Doro and I'm a certified leadership coach as well as the lead pastor here at Word of Truth Ministry. This whole week I've been chatting to Joel Austin on the required preparation for success. And basically we say that uh, success does not happen by accident and if you want to be successful, you have to be intentional about it. How are you doing today, Joel? Hey, Pastor Jay. Um, I'm doing great. And yeah, I'm excited to be here. Final, a little um, sad. It's the final and fifth day, but it's, it's been a great um, few days just talking with you. And yeah, I'm really trying to hone in on that point that um, your success is not going to come by chance. No one's going to come handed to you. Um, but there is options. There is um, people that want to cheer you on to go after it and to find it for yourself. That's so good. And uh, I remember in our first episode, we were talking about the need to define success and um, we said not everyone has the same definition of success so if you want to be successful you need to first define what success would look like for you yeah um you have you're not you're gonna get what you go after and if you don't know what you're going after it's very likely you're not going to get what you actually want and um, it was a great conversation then also to um, talk about desires and how to find out what it is Mm. you really want Um, and that was just to try to help you understand that there are certain things that you want more than others and you must really find out what really sits deep in your heart that you want to put your life on the line for so good and i think it was the third one because we we were we're dealing with these four key principles that we said no matter what your definition of success is no matter what success you're looking for you need to include these principles and like you rightfully Mm -hmm. said you know you need to have a burning desire we spoke about the need for strong faith to pursue that desire and we were talking about faith in it until Mm -hmm. you make it yeah, that was definitely a good one. And then, you know, right after that, we then spoke about persistence and how that comes in all of it. And um, today we're speaking about the final and fourth principle. Um, and I think it's just to reiterate what we said, you know, we're not saying this is the only things you're going to need. Mm. We are saying, though, these are or have to be a part of what you have um, in order to fulfill those deep desires to have that successful life. And um, they're almost like a framework or lighthouses to aim yourself at and to uh, make sure you're hitting them along the road to success. So good. And I remember yesterday when we were just concluding the episode, I asked you to say something about this one. And you say this one is going to be the X factor. Why is this one the X factor? Um, yes, I love this. I'm very excited to have this conversation. This is something that personally I've started to really dive into and it's really become more um, of a part of my life. And so it's just it's I think it's changed my life um, from left to right. And so the X factor is, it almost carries the idea like, you know, when everything you have everything right, you've done all the work. And then the X factor is that thing that comes in and just pushes you across the line. You know, it's almost yeah. like a team that prepares to win the finals and they've done all the work and yet they're still losing because the other team's just better. And then there's just that one player that they have in their team that does something that's most people would consider impossible. You know, it's like that X factor that just pushes you across the line when everything seems to be against you. And that's what I think principle four really is. Um, it's when you have all these three principles you've applied them and yet still nothing seems to be happening well this fourth principle is what allows you to still get over the line when everything's against you and that is principle four which is the prayer principle so good and i like what you said uh, earlier when we're having a conversation you simply say that you know you don't necessarily look at this as like the fourth principle Mm -hmm. that's why you kind of called it the x factor because you said it really ties into um, each 
of the other three principles that we've already given. Yeah, I think that's very important. You know, um, the other three, it's like step one, step two, step three, right? First, find your desires, then put faith into it, then be persistent. But this fourth step is not something you do at the end. It's something you do at the beginning, the middle and the end. You know, it's a part of the entire process. And it actually is required in order to make sure the whole process works properly throughout. Okay, so now, why would you say prayer is so important in, in one's preparation for success? I think there's, there's many things um, that make prayer very important. I think one of the big things is, you know, there, there's two kinds of limitations we have as people. You know, the limitations we put on ourselves that we don't actually have and limitations we actually have, right? And the truth is, it doesn't matter which one you have, you're going to come up against them. Mm. And you need something that's going to allow you to get past whether it's a self-imposed limitation or whether it's an actual limitation you have. And praise that X factor that says, hey, I'm going to ask someone who's bigger than me to push me across the line. Mm-hmm. Um, we are, I'm not able to do it, whether that's because it's a mental block or it's just it's physically impossible for me. And so, you know, if you really desire something deep, I've tend to found that the things I really desire are a bit out of my reach. And so I need someone to help. And prayer is asking someone bigger than you to step in and help you get across the line. I like that because for most people, Joel, I think, you know, if you're not a Christian, when we talk about prayer, you just have this religious idea Mm. of, oh, okay, now they're going deep spiritual things. But prayer is something that everybody does. I think we all at some point need help. And if the truth be told, when you really... um, faced with something that you cannot do anything about i think deep down in our hearts we crowd for help and yeah yeah i think i've i've told you this before and i've actually said on stage before you know um, even an atheist knows how to pray when he's blocked the toilet at his friend's house <laughs> right? and so it's a funny joke but it shows a very uh, important point i think it's 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 almost human nature to pray when everything's against us you know when you when, when, you, when life's good for you, you don't feel like praying, but if you get diagnosed with terminal cancer or something, even yeah. if you don't believe in prayer, you start praying yes. um, because you understand that there's some things that are bigger than you, that you need an extra, an X factor to come into your life to get you across the line. So good. And the, the truth of the matter is if you're pursuing something big, if you want to be really successful, you're going to need prayer because success comes with all sorts of challenges. We spoke about, uh, you know, the, the, the storms that you are going to face in life and you need to be able to pray in order to handle those things a little bit better. I personally think of prayer as a personal recognition that I need divine help. Mm. I need God to step in and help me in order to be successful. So as we are talking about prayer, you know, I love the story uh, about Jabez. It's just like two lines in First Chronicles chapter number four, where they talk about Jabez and Jabez recognizing in that moment that he needs help and he cries out for prayer. So I'm just going to read it because it's just two powerful um, scriptures or verses. It says in First Chronicles 4 and verse 9, Jabez was more honorable than his brother's. His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. But Jabez cried out to God. Other version says he prayed out to God and he said, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be upon me and keep me from harm so that I may be free from pain. And the Bible says God granted him his request. 
I love that prayer because, you know, you said, you know, when people think of prayer, they think of the religious. Well, the religious people are probably saying, well, how selfish of him just to think about being blessed and money and, and portion <laughs> things. But the truth is um, God granted the prayer because That's it was right. an honest prayer out of his heart's desires um, to get out of the situation he was in. And he understood that he couldn't do it on his own. And that I think that's a beautiful uh, picture of what we're talking about here today. Yeah, and and I love the simplicity of that prayer. It's not like he he prayed for hours. It's like <laughs> just like in a minute he just cried out to God and said, "I need help." And I think that's what um, prayer really is—a desperate cry for help, but uh, fueled with faith in the right direction. And I'm just going to quickly just highlight some of the things that stand out for me in this prayer of Jabez. I think this prayer from Jabez is actually an indication of how important prayer is. Mm. He Jabez was born in a poor family. He he was born out of uh, difficult circumstances. Uh, he was experiencing pain every single day of his life. And then one day he just decided, I I don't I'm not going to live the rest of my life like this. I'm just going to cry out to God for help. And he prayed. And he just prayed a simple prayer. God bless me, bless me indeed. And the Bible calls him more honorable than his brothers. And I believe that what made Jabez honorable was his ability to recognize that he needs divine help. Mm. Yeah, I think one of the big blockers to people's real success is their pride. And prayer is one of the most um, humble acts you can do. It, That's it, good. it requires humility and um, it requires humility to say, I need help. Um, and I think, yeah, um, I think the true test of a, of a good or great man is first their humility. It's where it gets tested. And so if you really want to be successful, um, show humility and you'll find um, not God, people and those around you will start lifting you up and helping you on your path. So good. And I, I love that what you said, prayer is a sign of humility. You know, you can be so proudful that you will never tell anybody that you need help but deep inside you know you need help i've been in those situations where like i'm working on something i don't know what i'm doing but i want everybody to believe i know what i'm doing but prayer is that moment where you recognize that even though everybody thinks i know what i'm doing i just know that i need help right now mm. and i'm just going to humble myself and cry for that help so it's important for us to continue to pray without season because i think most people don't see the importance of prayer because they give up too soon yeah that's so good and i think that just highlights how prayer is a part of each of the principles right pray without ceasing that's persistent prayer um you know and what i found is it's almost like a two-sided coin right um for example the desire principle you tend to pray out of or your best prayers can tend to come out of your desires right mm. jabez prayer lord i'm in pain take it away, bless me. Um, that came straight out of his desires. But I also found the more you pray, the more you un uncover your true desires and where your desires really come from and um, which ones to pursue and which ones are really deep in you. I'm sure you've heard it before and it's so true that you need to pray with faith. But also the, I found the situations where I lack faith, the more I pray, the more faith I have for it. It's like this well of faith gets opened up and I can draw from its waters the more I pray for something. Mm. And then persistence, you know, you have to be persis persistent in prayer, you know. Um, this is not a, a take a lot where you can just click a button <laughs> and order it and it comes, you know. You have yeah. to work and pray for it for years sometimes, depending you know, and that's just, that's the dedication. But I also found the more you pray about something, the more you're willing to wait for it to come to you. It's so good. And I remember when we were talking uh, earlier, just in our preparation, uh, you mentioned something. I think maybe this is part of how prayer became, um, you know, a vital step towards your preparation for success. And you were saying prayer 
calibrates your thoughts. It, mm. it helps you to have a sense of clarity. So let's, let's, let's talk a little bit about that. So I really believe that prayer is the tool with which one calibrates their mind, soul, body, emotions for success in what they're going after. Right? And so let's say I take a gymnast and I make him do a marathon. Right? He's not going to do so great because his body isn't made for it. Yeah. And I could also flip the script. Let's say I take a marathon runner and tell him to go do gymnastic movements. They're not going to do so great. And so how does a gymnast get his body just right to do gymnastic movements at the mm. highest level? He has to do the right kind of exercise. And I really believe prayer is the right kind of exercise almost for you to get your mind right to succeed, to get your mind ready. You know, the Bible talks about this idea of we have to renew our mind. And what mm. I love about that is, one, it says out of all the things to renew, it really highlights the mind. Yeah. And two, it almost gives this idea that your mind has to be renewed every day. Like every day you wake up with a renewed mind and it kind of degrades over the day. And I think prayer is really the tool which one sets their mind back right, back onto the course to put them in the place to succeed. I, I love to pray in the morning. And so every time I pray in the morning, it seems like my my thought process becomes clearer my mm. plan of action becomes clearer and that's that's what prayer does for me the bible has this scripture uh in proverbs 16 and verse 3 that says commit your ways unto the lord or commit your action plan to god uh, and you will cause it to succeed and so every morning when i'm praying i'm committing to god my my day my intentions the things that i hope to do say i'm going to have a, a series of meetings i'm i i in prayer, I begin to tell God, uh, today I'm meeting so-and-so, this is what I would love to achieve. And I've realized that the more I do that, when I actually enter into the meeting, I'm so clear and focused because prayer helped me clarify those things even before yeah. uh, I got into the meeting. Prayer has the power to change your thinking, your yeah. your thinking patterns, what you're thinking about, how you go into things, your perspective on things. You know, it reminds me of one of my favorite verses, I think it's in James, where it says, you know, the prayer of a righteous man is powerful mm. and effective, right? And now... The good news is, just to digress for a little bit, is, you know, if you're a believer, if you believe in Jesus, you are counted as a righteous man, not because of your own works, because of what Christ did for you. And so I'm saying that because you should know then that your prayers are powerful and yeah. they're effective. And how are they powerful? I think one of the biggest ways prayers is powerful is, that it is the power to change your perspective. And that changes other people's um, perspective around you. It changes the environment you walk into. Everything yeah. changes when you've managed to change the way you see things. And that, I think the, the best way to do that is through prayer, constant prayer before, after, during, you know, just praying through everything. So good. I think somebody once said that God does nothing unless it is in, in response to prayer. God is able to do anything he wants to do, but he wants to partner with us through prayer. And, you know, we, we, we kind of stumbled past this idea of prayer and action. You know, prayer is a, is a way of committing your action plan because some people feel like uh, prayer is a cop out. Like if mm -hmm. I'm praying, I don't then I do nothing. I just sit yeah. back and wait. But true prayer is coming out of a place of faith, like you said yesterday. And um, faith without action is dead. And so when we pray and really believe what we are asking for, we begin to come, uh, come up with action. And like in my case, uh, I love to commit my action plan. So I have a plan of action. I have uh, an idea of what I want to do and I commit it to God and then he causes it to succeed. So prayer does not uh, necessarily mean you stop acting or stop moving. It means that you're going to move with so much 
clarity because you've committed your ways to the Lord. Yeah, I think there's two big mistakes um, we all can be guilty of is one, praying and not working and working and not praying. You mm. know, you kind of got to work like you have to work like you, your work has to get it done, but then you need to make sure you pray like, it's, like it rests on God, right? Work like it depends on you, pray like it depends on God kind of thing. I love that statement. Here's the thing. When you are going to do something that is way bigger than you, you definitely need to be praying because you want God to be the one who carries this thing. Yeah, because the truth is you're going to have a beautiful plan and something's going to come that's going to wreck it all and you're going to be lost for words. And that's kind of the time when you have to stop, drop and pray. Yeah. Oh, I, lo- I love that again. You drop in some good nuggets there. I hope, I hope you guys are catching this. It's time to stop, drop, and pray. You know what? Of all the things that the disciples had to ask Jesus, I, I find it quite interesting that they didn't ask for healing lessons. They didn't mm. ask for deliverance lessons. They didn't ask for how to make money. They just asked for how do we pray? In fact, uh, the idea here is they had seen how Jesus could pray and pray effectively, and his prayer life was pro- producing so much results that they went to him and say, teach us how to pray. Yeah, I think this this wisdom, this basic wisdom of if we're going to do something we don't know, to go to someone and ask. Like we do it we do it in everyday life things, right? Mm. We kind of, most people know that wisdom to go to people who have experienced and obviously fruit in that area. And yeah. yet somehow we lose it when we want to come to prayer, right? Like prayer is something you shouldn't ask someone to teach you. And, you know, I was just thinking about, you know, if I knew I was going to sit in a room with, say, a really powerful president, maybe the president of the US or Russia yeah. or something, right? And I had an hour to kind of convince him to do something, right? Before I go to that place, I'm going to the best bilinguist, I'm going to the <laughs> best um, a negotiator, and I'm, I'm learning how to speak that person's language so they can understand me and I can connect with them yeah. and speak their language. And I think prayer is speaking God's language. And I think, yes, the, the Holy Spirit helps us and yeah. things. But I think there's a value in learning how to speak God's language. So good. And the key there is learning. You know, most people are like, well, I can't pray and they're doing nothing about Mm. it. So you're never going to become better. But if you commit to learning, you're going to become better and better. So we all need to be constantly learning and growing our ability to pray and pray more effectively. Yeah, and I love what you ended there. Pray and pray more effectively because I think we want to also like highlight that point. Prayer is powerful. We said that, but prayer is also effective. And yeah. basically what I get when I say effective or what I think about is it has tangible results. And I think many people miss this or they've lost their belief at how tangible the results of prayer can be. Because if you really believed in the tangible results of prayer, how effective mm. prayer was, you'd be praying about everything because yes. you know it brings results. It brings real life um, results. And so... The question is, what makes prayer so effective? Yeah. So I I think for us to pray effectively, we need to learn certain things. And maybe this is a very good place for us to just start kind of helping our podcast listeners to pray more effectively. What what will be some of the things that you have discovered along the way that you can say, you know what, if you can start here, your prayer life is going to yeah. begin to improve. So there's two things. So I'm going to take the one. Maybe I'll leave the second one for you. And the first one, um, and it's something you said to me when I came to you to, to kind of help me because I wasn't, um, I was still struggling with the prayer thing. And so yeah. I, luckily, um, by God's grace, I'll, I came to someone who <laughs> obviously knew a thing or two. And so one of the things you said to me that really changed, and it wasn't the thing I probably would have thought of, but it was praying out loud. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's very, it felt very awkward at first. I thought that sometimes. <laughs> but the, I, ca- I, I can't explain how effective praying out loud is. Um, a, I was someone who gets distracted easily, right? And so praying out loud really helps me stay focused on what I'm praying about. Yeah. Um, but also, it almost increases the level of faith I have in something. Yeah. 
um, when I'm praying out loud. And I can't quite explain why, but almost hearing my own words about it almost clarify and make me believe more for something. So good. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And so when you listen to yourself, there's something about hearing yourself because faith is generated by what you hear. And so maybe you're asking God, God, I'm asking you for this business plan to work. I need X amount. And what seemed to be impossible in your mind, the more you pray out loud and say these things, it, it moves from a realm of the impossible to a great possibility because faith just arises by the things that you're saying. In the process of saying things out loud, there's a faith that is built in me that, no, it's going to be a very good meeting. It's going to go in this direction, and it actually helps. Yeah, I, th- I think it's just a thought that hit me. Like, you know, when you're just thinking about it, it's stuck in your head. It's in thought. It's not really tangible. Yeah. When you speak it, that's tangible sound waves now that are in the air yeah. that are saying that thing. You know, it's almost now you've brought it from just uh, uh, in your thoughts, like, nothing physical into a physical tangible yes you can't see it and touch it but it's in science world it's very physical and tangible it's a physical reality now it's very practical and i think that's something that almost maybe a reason why it just elevates your faith so good and i'm I'm also getting some thoughts as we're just having this conversation but here's the thing you know what when god wanted to create the universe he didn't just think of it in his mind he said it and Mm. by saying it out the words that he chose to speak out became uh, a reality he said let there be light he could have been thinking yeah we need light but nothing (laughs) nothing would have happened until he started speaking it out loud there's something about saying things out loud that just makes them tangible and real so that's what praying out loud can really do for somebody who's been struggling to focus in prayer and if you can do this you'll find that prayer becomes a little bit more Effective. Mm. And I think that leads us nicely into the second tip we're going to give because, yes, it's good to pray out loud, but this it's even just as important when you're praying aloud to be specific about what you're praying for. Yeah, this is very, very important. You know, unless you know what you are praying for, you'll never know when the prayer is answered. And that's mm. also part of the reason why some people think, oh, prayer doesn't work. Or they think, oh, well, it just happened accidentally because they're not keeping track of what they've been asking God. And and when you pray specifically and you ask God, I need this, when you see that deep inside, you know, this mm. is exactly what I was praying for. And it can only be the answer to my prayer. Yeah, I think, I don't know if it's just the nature of humans that we so easy to uh, doubt things that if you pray general prayers and it, ha- and it gets answered, you know, your mind's always going to go, it's a coincidence. Yes. It's not quite what, or you're not even going to recognize that it's quite what you asked for. But when yeah. the more specific you get, you know, it can only be God when it gets answered. You can only recognize that prayer came through and was effective. Coming back to that prayer of Jabez, when he was praying for his success, he was specific that the the area he needed a breakthrough the most was from the pain that he was experiencing. And so he said, I'm tired of causing pain. I don't want to cause pain. Bless me. So his idea of blessing was God, remove this pain, cause me to be prosperous. That I may no longer cause pain to the sure. people around yeah. me. And so he was specific. So when the Bible says, God granted his request. How did he know? He was no longer in pain. Yeah. He was causing no one pain. And he realized that, hey, the prayer that I prayed just the other day, God has answered sure. it. And so we need to be specific. Okay, so you're praying out loud and you've been specific. But yes, something that I've found has worked for me when it comes to relationships with, say, my managers at work, um, especially people in leadership, but everyone in general, but especially people in leadership, is having the right attitude changes 
everything. And I think one of the right attitudes in prayer is that of gratitude. When mm. you come before God, just in faith, number one, believing that God is a reward of them that diligently seek him. So you come believing that God is able to do this, but you come with a thankful heart. Like, God, I thank you for doing this for me. Thank you for helping me here. Thank you that the other day you came through for me in this particular way. And may I ask for this again. And in that way, you, you are always going to be, number one, encouraged yourself because, you know, part of praying with a thankful heart is you are recognizing what God has already done. And then you have faith for what you're asking. Sure. Joe, a few thoughts just hit me right now. Um, I once wrote down something, something along these lines of, you know, gratitude is the key to greater blessings or something mm. like that. And, you know, just the thought of there's that part in the Bible. Um, I'm not sure, but it's, it kind of speaks about how he who has much more will be given, who yes. has little, what he has will be taken away. And it almost thinks, it almost carries this idea that, you know, when, you, when you're grateful and you, you're focusing on what you've been given, it enlarges, it grows, right? It, you get more. But when you focus on what someone else has, what, you, what little you do have kind of gets taken away, it dwindles away. And mm. so gratitude is the key to making sure. First, I don't think it's saying that, oh, some people have much, some people have little. It's saying those that are grateful for what they have, have much and more will be given. And those that are grateful or not grateful for what they have and focus on what others have, have little and that little will still be taken away. Sure. That's a very good thought. Hey? Um, I've never thought of it like that. Just by having the wrong attitude, you diminish what you already mm. have yourself. It becomes insignificant. I could, I could just see this uh, playing out as a parent. I see this when, when one of my kids come because you've given somebody, uh, you know, like a treat, they make it seem as if they don't have anything at all. Yeah. But as a parent, you know, the reason why I gave this one, this is because you have this and you have that. Yeah. And all you need to do is to turn their attention to what they really have. And then they realize that, oh, it was just actually a small thing that I was trying to get because somebody has it, yeah. I'm already blessed. Sure. That's, that's really a good, a, a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think if you carry that attitude of gratitude into your prayer, you're going to be amazed at how, not only how much um, easier it is to pray, how much more you enjoy praying and also how much more effective your prayer is going to be. I think all three of those things are going to be drastically um, improved if you pray with an attitude of gratitude and you start your prayer with gratitude, just yeah. thanking God for what you already have before you go on to what you want, what you're hoping for. Yeah. Um, because it shows God that you recognize that you have, you're not asking out of a place of lack, you're asking out of a place of God, you've given me this and I recognize there's still more you want me to go after. So good. All right, Joel, before we conclude this conversation, let's, let's kind of try and find uh, a good landing space. I love to pray early in the morning. Mm. I love to pray, uh, I, I try and pray every morning. Uh, I don't always get it right, but there's this need for me to create a, a habit because it just helps me to remember that, oh, today I have not prayed because I missed my prayer time. How, how have you kind of built prayer into your day-to-day -day life and into your preparation for success? So, so I like what you said there. It has to be a habit. I think um, a very good thing, and I'm still trying to get it right because I'm still working around my schedule, but to have a set time to pray, right? And, and even when you don't feel like praying, you pray at your set time of prayer. And then out of that, you pray extra whenever you feel led to pray kind yeah. of thing, right? So like you might say, every morning I'm going to pray. And then you pray every morning whether you like it, whether you want to or not. But that doesn't mean now in the evening, if you really feel like praying, you don't pray. Right? <laughs> yeah. Because like, well, I'll pray it in the morning. No, you pray then too. Um, and so for me personally, I like the idea of praying in the morning, but I struggle to stay awake. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for me, I found in the mornings, I might say maybe a quick prayer. I enjoy the Lord's prayer a lot yeah. just to start my day off, but nothing long and extensive. Um, but then I like to pray in the evenings. Yeah. Um, I tend to find that I can focus a lot better um, and things like that. And then also... 
before I do something, a little prayer, wherever I find myself, really helps. And um, Yeah, so the Bible speak, carries this idea of praying without ceasing, which means we should be constantly having a conversation with mm. God. And what I love about that is it frees me from the guilt of, you know, I didn't pray in the morning for me. Sure. Uh, I feel like, okay, I missed it in the morning, but throughout the course of the day, I was so in tune with the fact that God is with me and I've been saying, speaking to him while I was doing my tasks. And I love this because I find myself sometimes I'm just driving. Maybe I didn't have prayer, uh, a proper prayer time in the morning, but I'm driving to drop the kids. And on my way back, I'm playing music in the midst of music going, I'm praying out loud. And that actually helps me. And even though it might be a five minute drive from the school to the office, I have put in some quality time speaking to God. Yeah, I'm just thinking, you know, I think there's something we can, uh, there's a state of mind, I'm going to call it a, a prayerful mind that you can, or a prayerful state that you can put yourself in when you pray um, just consistently, just like a little prayer here, there and there. Yeah. I think what happens, and I think I find it for myself sometimes is, you know, I won't even be thinking about prayer and a thought will hit me mm. in line with prayer. Yeah. And then I'll start thinking more about the thought and I'll start praying about the thought. And I think that's come because the more you just pray, throughout a little bit, little bit throughout the day, you'll find times where you weren't even thinking about praying and suddenly you've been hit with thoughts yeah. about a something to pray for and things like that. And that's because you've put your mind constantly from, from wake to sleep in a prayerful state. Yeah. You know, I, I think there is an unwritten law somewhere because Christians always are aiming to pray for an hour or something like that. <laughs> I, I don't know why, but it's just like maybe because Jesus said to his disciples, could you not watch and pray with me for an hour? Yeah. And somebody turned it into some legalistic, everyone must pray for an hour. But what I've realized that if you are a person that prays without ceasing, you can pray for more than an hour. Because if whatever whatever you do in those small moments, five minutes times 10, that's 50 minutes already, you know, mm. uh, and, and maybe sometimes you pray more, sometimes less. So you don't necessarily have to sit for an hour and say, I need to pray for a full hour. You could pray for more than an hour by praying yeah. five, three minutes uh, uh, slots, I don't know, and and before you know it, you've prayed so much more, and you've you have you feel even much more connected to God by praying in bits and pieces mm. than just praying in the morning as a chore. It's done. Uh, now yeah. I can do my thing. Just just imagine that, Pastor Jay, you only ever spoke to your wife for thirty minutes in the morning. Never, <laughs> you would not speak to her the rest of the day. Only thirty minutes in the morning, right? That will not work. That, <laughs> that will not, not be enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that definitely wouldn't work. Um, and you know what I love about just that touching on that, that story, you know, you couldn't even pray with me for You know what Jesus said is, you know, the spirit is willing, but the body is not. Right? He recognized that there wasn't, the, wasn't that the disciples did not want to do it or they weren't willing. It was that their bodies uh, were not um, yeah. set for it. And so I think what he was really pointing out there was that, you know, there are times when you're not going to be able to do it on your own. Yeah. And that, you know, this is a way, a great way to to kind of recognize that your body has limits in a sense. And so praying little bit by little bit helps you, um, helps you in that aspect. So good. Well, guys, this has been a very good conversation as we are just unpacking the keys that you need to be successful in life. And today we're talking about this X factor and we're saying prayer is so important you know, you can have the other three, but if you do not infuse them with prayer, you're going to struggle with those three. You know, it's it's already difficult to have a burning desire. It's difficult to be persistent. It's difficult uh, to have faith. But when you uh, learn to be persistent in prayer, those things begin to improve. Um, Joel, any final thoughts, words? 
uh, around prayer or any of the subjects that we have touched uh, throughout this week? I think just to um, go at it, believe that you can go forward, but recognize the need to stop, drop, and pray at times. You right? Recognize how important it is to commit um, your plans, to commit what you're going after. Because the truth is, um, you could be going after something that isn't for you. And the only way you're ever going to know is if you ask someone who knows everything. And so mm. prayer is so important in that aspect. And then when you go and add it, there are things that you cannot control. There are things that have come at you that you cannot do anything about. And the only way to get through that is to have someone who can get you through it, who can change situations, who can change and control the uncontrollable in your favor. And so you have to be praying. And at the end, you recognize who helped you and did it for you. Um, you might get there, but if you have pride, I can show you you're going to fall quick and you're going to fall hard. So good. I really believe this is the key to actually preparing for success. Mm. Start praying. Mm. If you want to define success, like we said in our, on, on Monday, if you want to define success, how are you going to effectively define success for yourself? Pray about it. Ask God. Mm. Ask your creator. What did you create me for? What will it look like? And when you begin to persist in prayer, you are going to be able to define success better. The powerful or the effectual fervent prayer for righteous men avails much. Never underestimate the power of prayer. If you are stuck right now and maybe you've been feeling like a failure and you've been feeling like, man, I've, I've tried everything. I've tried all the things that you're talking about. I want to encourage you to try prayer. And this is what will make a difference. This is the X factor. This is, a, this is what the X factor was in Jabez's life. He decided, I'm going to pray. Won't you decide today that I'm going to pray about mm-hmm. success? And if you could only commit to praying for your success, you'll find that you will have what it is required for you to do all the other things. So we cannot overemphasize the importance of prayer. And because prayer is such an X factor, anything is possible to those who believe. And that's what happens when we begin to pray. Well, Joel, I've really enjoyed having this conversation with you. I hope you will come again sometime and continue to um, you know, share some thoughts, ideas. I'm definitely going to bring you back in a couple of years' time when you're 25 <laughs> so that we can have this conversation and hear how this preparation process has really shaped or molded success for you. And I must say, you know, I know we did say this as a disclaimer in the beginning that we don't claim to be successful at all, but uh, I've seen you being consistent. I've seen you uh, being focused and determined to succeed. And I know that if you continue on this path, you will definitely succeed in the things that God has called you to do. And it's it's just a great joy to, to watch a young person with a clear mind and uh, focus on success. Yeah, well, I, I've enjoyed and it's been an honor to be on this. This is not something I thought I would have ticked off a list of things that I've done um, this year, certainly not. And so that just shows you how sometimes um, unpredictable life can be, but yet good at the same time. And um, thank you for having me. And, you know, I would say I may not be very successful yet, but I think you've had some pretty good success <laughs> in life. So I would call you at least um, a good way along the way. And that's also emphasizes, yeah, we, we're not at the end of the road, but yeah. the half the fun of life is being on the road 
there um, and so, so it's been great to join you and i'm excited to come back when i'm 25 <laughs> and, and be held accountable to see where i am along my road so good but like we also said we're not going to wait until you're 25 you've got a lot of um wisdom and ideas that that we can just kind of share together and grow together thank you for making this month's podcast a success without you i would have not been able to make it so i really do appreciate it and um yeah to all our podcast listeners if you've enjoyed this conversation i want to encourage you to subscribe if you have not yet already or share it with a friend let somebody hear about the preparation they need to go through for success Uh, put it out on your social media platforms and until next month let's keep growing